Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, has some explaining to do. Sean Spicer, the former press secretary under Donald Trump, committed the mortal sin of being on Dancing with the Stars, and his dancing wasn't all that great either. And Miriam Webster's gets woke in changing the meaning of the word they. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, I missed a post yesterday. Uh, I actually decided to, I don't know, have a life and go out and enjoy things, so I skipped the post. I'd already written it, and I was ready to go, but I decided, what the heck, I'll wait till Saturday. I was going to have a slower day today, and sure enough, here I am. But the first thing we talk about is, well, it really isn't that much serious this week. Um, Canada's got some problems. Uh, Justin... Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, has got himself into a little bit of trouble. Apparently, back in 2001, when he was about, I think it was 29 years old, he went to an Arabian Nights costume event, uh, dressed as uh, Aladdin. Uh, He had the whole deal. He had the white robes, he had the hat with the feather, and oh yeah, he was dressed in brown face. Now, I didn't even know that was a thing. It was either blackface or no face at all, but apparently there is brown face and there is black face. Um, The pictures turned up uh, and this is kind of a problem for the woke scold Trudeau who is just the epitome of what political correctness should be. Um, And this comes at really a bad time. He's up for re-election this year and the race is tight against his conservative uh, opponent. When the picture hit, of course, he did something that I was actually a little surprised about. He admitted he had done it, and he offered an apology. Here's the apology. In 2001, uh, when I was a teacher out in Vancouver, I attended an end-of-year gala where the theme was Arabian Nights, and I dressed up in an Aladdin costume and put makeup on. I shouldn't have done that. I should have known better, but I didn't. And I'm really sorry. Yes. Yes, it was. I didn't consider it a, a racist action at the time, but now we know better. And this was something that was unacceptable and yes, racist. I have worked all my life to try and create opportunities for people to fight against racism and intolerance. Uh, and I can just uh, stand here and say that I made a, a mistake uh, when I was younger and I wish I hadn't. I should have known better then, uh, but I didn't and I did it and I am deeply sorry for it. During the interview, uh, Trudeau was asked if he this was the only instance where he was wearing blackface. Uh, he never really answered, which is always kind of a red flag. And sure enough, uh, two more photos were dug up. Uh, I One of them, he was dressed, uh, it looked like he was dressed as a reggae guy, um, you know, with the hair and in complete blackface, including his hands. And he was wearing uh, torn jeans and even the areas where there were terrors, there was black paint um, on him. Uh, I find this story absolutely hysterical because it just shows the hypocrisy, hypocrisy of the work of uh, the woke left. Uh, this guy is constantly looking down at the little people from his perch. He's been doing this for years. 
uh, telling us how we should act and how we should speak. He's part of the reason Canada is in such a mess, and people like Jessica Yaniv. This is the trans woman who is a lesbian, which basically means it's a man who became a woman, but he likes women. Okay, which makes him a man. He still has his junk. This is the guy who is actually suing someone because he wanted to get a Brazilian wax from a an immigrant an immigrant business and the immigrant business wouldn't because he had a penis and he had a, a testicles and they weren't trained to do this this is where this country is going right now uh, people like this are able to raise havoc through the legal system all based on the law the system that is changing in the way to become woke, in the way to become, I don't know, more diverse, even though it seems that this poor immigrant uh, woman now can't have a business because some trans woman has decided to give her problems. Uh, he's also responding, uh, responsible for promoting the change in language that could ultimately destroy Western civilization. And I'll talk a little bit about that later because there's another story about that. Uh, listen to the clip of him admonishing a young lady, asking him a question. And he started going down, uh, talking down to her simply because she used the wrong word. So that's why we came here today to ask you to also look into the policies that religious charitable organizations have in our legislation so that it can also be changed because maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to look uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because uh, yeah. it's more inclusive. There we go, exactly. <laughs> now, am I right or wrong? Is this the definition of mansplaining? This is the stupid garbage that this guy promotes. And his country now actually audits words. They are, they are dangerous at this point where people are getting to trouble. People are losing their businesses because they use the wrong pronoun. Again, we're going to get more into that. Let's just continue. and Let's talk about this for a few minutes. Um, wearing blackface at that time was just not that big of a deal. It was actually kind of seen as a part of a costume. Uh, I don't believe that it was any different than somebody, let's say, wearing an, uh, a uh, Native American wear is making fun of Native Americans or anything like that. It's not tasteful. I've never done it. Never really wanted to do it. Okay, but is it that big of a deal? I don't think so. I don't think Justin Trudeau's a racist just because he wore blackface, brownface, whatever. Just like I don't think uh, Ralph Northam is a racist because he wore blackface. I don't think anybody who wore blackface back then uh, is actually a racist. Maybe it was, it's in poor taste. I'll go for that. But at the time, that wasn't considered in poor taste. It wasn't considered anything. It just wasn't that big of a deal. Just like way back when there was slavery, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, these folks owned slaves. At the time, this was not a 
big deal. This was something that, that the rich did. Were they racist? Probably, probably a little bit. But not to the point that we should look back at them and burn everything that they've done. Because that was the time. And we're not talking it was just the time in the United States. Slavery was all over Europe and Asia. It was considered normal. And it was actually considered moderately normal in Africa. A lot of the slaves that came over from to the United States and to Europe were actually from uh, sold by the chiefs of the tribes in Africa. This was just something commonly known. This was just something commonly done. Does it make it right? Of course not. But at the time, they didn't see it as wrong. Does blackface back in the uh, in the 50, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and in the 2000s, does that mean that it was racist? It's in bad taste. It can be considered evil. It shouldn't be done. But at the time, it was not seen as anything more than a costume. So do I think Justin Trudeau is uh, is a racist? No. Do I think he made a mistake? Yes. Do I think he knows he made a mistake? Yes. Do I believe his apology is sufficient? Yes. Do I think he should lose his job? No. Do I want him to lose his job? Yes. And I don't want him to lose his job because he was dressed in blackface. I want him to lose his job because he's a crap prime minister and he got exposed as a hypocrite all these years he's been telling us the right things what how we should behave how we should act how we what we should say to make us better people and then boom you've got a picture of him doing something like that i've never done that before i think it's in bad taste the right has always tolerated uh indiscretions mistakes. Yes, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has done something that he or she should not have done. I've done things that I look back, if I had done them today, I would have been in huge trouble. Okay, it, it's just, it happens. We all do that kind of stuff. Everybody. But I'm not sitting back and telling you how you're supposed to live, what you're supposed to do. I'm not creating laws and policy that punish you if you don't do what I tell you to do. I don't woke scold you every time you do something I don't agree with or you have different beliefs than I do. I will have debates with people. I have no problem with it, with that kind of stuff. This guy doesn't. This guy should lose his job. The right should be using this against him because the left-wing media is not going to do it. The left-wing media is going to ignore this until it goes away, just like it did with Ralph Nordham of Virginia, West Virginia. It's going to be ignored because he ha he plays a role in their narrative. Ralph uh, Nordham is a left-winger. He plays a role in the narrative. And you can't have little, uh, little things like hypocrisies and contradictions get in the way, no matter how painful they are. They are. And you know something? Just just to point out that this really shouldn't be made into a big deal, that I'm saying we should make into a big deal and continue to make into a big deal every time we see this stuff, it's because we 
will lose if we do not fight back against the hypocrisy. And we need to show that these people, they talk one way and they do the opposite. Oh, oh, the climate changers, they want to save the climate, yet they're flying in planes and driving SUVs, private planes, excuse me, and SUVs. The hypocrisy has to continue to be pointed out. We can't give these guys a pulpit to sit and preach and not sit there and say, well, wait, wait a minute. Let them talk down to us and then not say anything to point out that these guys are just, they, they are not even worth listening to. So I'm done with that. I personally think that whenever someone says, well, what do you think about this? Do you think it's a big deal In that Justin Trudeau wore blackface or anything? In the old days, I would have said, no, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think he's racist. I don't think he should lose his job, blah, blah. Now I'm going to sit there and say, you know what? He should lose his job. He should lose his job. He should uh, have to apologize, and he be, should be shamed to the point where his career is ruined, because that's what he does. And if we are entering some sort of culture war, as we'll see about in the next story, we better start fighting it. There has been tons of controversy about Sean Spicer being accepted into Dancing with the Stars competition on Fox. Sean Spicer was Trump's press secretary for less than a year at the beginning of his tenure, um, you can actually, he, he got accepted, people threw fits, things like that, uh, and he had his first performance earlier this week. It was, it was, <coughs> it was pretty funny to watch. Uh, it wasn't, it was really embarrassing. Here this guy is, he's it just with his, um, he had a frilly, neon green shirt and he was dancing to a salsa number. Um, it really is kind of painful to watch and really just, it, he's terrible at dancing. He wasn't a great press secretary either, but my Lord, he is really bad at dancing. Um, but you could see this guy was absolutely having a ball during this whole thing. Um, but you know, one thing people should have gotten out of this, just like with Trump's appearances for decades, is that Sean Spicer, even if he does have different views than anyone else, is just a human being. He's a regular guy. He's not this evil troll that everyone wants to make him out to be. He's just a regular guy. And it was really kind of fun. Um, yeah, he can't dance. He wasn't a great press secretary. He's just a nice guy and completely likable. And he was likable on this show. He ended up with the second worst score, uh, which was 12 out of 30 points. Um, he's probably not going to be on the show for long. But my God, the vitriol that was shown after this whole thing. Let me, let me read you some things here. Anna Navarro, for example, the... A supposedly conservative uh, commentator on CNN uh, tweeted this uh, tweeted uh, right after his performance happy Hispanic Heritage Month peeps this fool flailing at failing at dancing the salsa while dressed like a neon parakeet with ruffles obviously come uh, the DWTS wardrobe people are part of the resistance just made the argument for why our country needs Hispanics. <clears throat> I'm not <coughs> exactly clear 
what she means by the country needing Hispanics because the guy can't do salsa music, but I understand she saw it as uh, appropriation of culture by him doing this. She had mentioned it several times. Uh, There was another comment by Sandra Bernhard. Sandra Bernhard, who I don't know if she's even relevant anymore, tweeted, watch this blank and scream and yell at the moronic, corrupt, rotten to the core our reality show presidency hath wrought a true freak at Sean Spicer. I'm not exactly sure um, what she was actually saying here. Uh, she did link it to some sort of website, but yeah, no wonder maybe she, the reason that uh, Sandra Bernhardt's not on TV anymore is she lost the ability to read. Then there's Charlotte Clymer. I don't know who she is, but she must be relevant because she's got a blue check mark and a. Uh, gay flag next to her name. For six months, Shine Spicer has served as White House press secretary to the most vile, quote, president, end quote, in modern history. Bad news, she he is president. Get over it. And, and no, he is not the worst president in modern history. We've got three or four that really were far worse than he was. In that time, he repeatedly lied, obfuscated, and endorsed the badgering of the free press. He enabled hatred. He belongs on a public blacklist, not not the waltz, pound DWTS. This isn't it, though. And I think this tweet really does sum it up. This tweet sums up about a 4,000-word Vox essay that was released right after uh, Spicer actually did the dance. And we're going to get into this. Vox is a far left website. It, um, they actually published just basically the first two paragraphs were Sean about Sean Spicer's dancing and and how he did and how he didn't do well and they actually had his dance listed and things and then the other twenty five paragraphs were just about how evil he was, how he lied for the president and how he shouldn't be shouldn't have been on the show and they justified while all people are upset and that the orange man is bad they published the tweets from a lot of the celebrities i've just read you um i you know they pointed out that this was a culture war that they needed to win the culture war charlotte clymer basically said the same thing that she we're in a culture war and people who do not want to adhere to the cultural norms in this case of the left should be publicly blacklisted i mean we see this garbage happening all the time um i think this is where we need to talk about the demonization of people you don't like people you don't like to to you don't like the opinions of the fact that we can't discuss anything anymore the actual culture war this is the modern civil war it will be a culture war and you've got real problems with culture wars this is where groups like black lives matter and tifa the women's march and the proud boys which is a far right organization come into play because they are so far on opposite sides, these groups now believe they need to become militant 
and they need to fight. Here's the problem. Conservatives typically aren't um, culture warriors. We just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to even think about a culture war. I, I, I could care less. Okay, these guys want to kill babies and have men dress in dresses. I couldn't care less. But the culture war is now beginning to creep into our lives, and that's a problem. When I have to worry about my daughter being in a restroom, and then some guy walks in because he decides to identify as a woman, I've got a problem with that. When kids are, are dancing around at, at, at gay strip clubs and being thrown $1 bills, I've got problems with that. Now, one of the things the left always uses is this cancel culture. And this cancel culture is another reason why I, I, I just can't tolerate the uh, culture wars. Cancel culture is when someone does something or says something that the left doesn't like, well, then you need to blacklist that individual. His shows need to be canceled. His, you know, I, I don't believe in that garbage. Listen, I hate Nike, Nike Corporation and Apple, and I hate him for a reason. Yes, I don't like their politics. I think their politics suck. They're woke scolds, they're hypocrites, but more so, they're hypocrites. But I'm not going to sit there and call for a boycott. You know why? Because boycotts don't work. They really just don't work. What am I going to do? I'm going to own a Samsung, and I'm just never going to wear Nike tennis shoes. I think Apple and I think Apple and Nike are the reasons people hate corporations. They're immoral, hypo, uh, immoral. I mean immoral. This, these are two companies that actually run sweatshops in China to make their products. Nike is terrible at it. I'm a runner, and I used to buy Nikes, and then Nike basically lied about their shoes and how good they were going to make you at running and all of this stuff. If you ever want to have proof of that, read Born to Run. That's a book about uh, running, about ultra-marathoning, and about the whole Nike culture that was created. But see, here's the thing. I'm not going to boycott any of these companies. It doesn't work. I'm just not going to buy their stuff. Do you know? And you know what? You know something? That stuff helps more. When Chick-fil-A uh, entered the cancel culture thing because their their owner and CEO basically said, listen, I don't support gay marriage. He didn't, he didn't condemn gays. He just said, I don't support gay marriage. I'm a Catholic. I'm a Christian. I, I, I don't support it. And you suddenly had boycotts, boycotts, boycotts. Well, you know why the boycotts didn't work? Because individuals, individuals who really can't stand this culture war fought back by doing what? Going to Chick-fil-A. And so people who had never been to Chick-fil-A were going to Chick-fil-A. Their, their profits were way up. Because the power of in the, the individual will outweigh the collective. Boycotts typically are always done by a small group of people. They're never done by large groups. They aren't. But they're the loudest. I think people are getting sick of this culture war. They're getting sick of the cancel culture. 
They're getting sick of walk, watching the news one night and seeing Sarah Huckabee Sanders walk into a restaurant and get yelled at by some woke scold because she was uh, Trump's press secretary. Hey, I got news for you. Press secretaries lie for the presidents. They all lie for the presidents. Obama's press secretary lied probably more than Trump's during uh, his press conferences. Let's call it what it's just how politics is. Get over it. But you don't chase the woman and her family out of a restaurant while they're eating. That's what we. That's where things have to stop. And that leads us to our next story, which is something that really, really annoys me. And that's because I, I studied English literature in college. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary has decided to get woke. They've decided to add a definition to the word they. That definition is used to refer a single person whose gender identity is non-binary. See non-binary in parentheses. I knew certain things about the person I was interviewing. They had adopted their gender-neutral name a few years ago when they began consciously identifying as non-binary. That is neither male or female, nor female. They were in their late 20s, working as an event planner, applying to graduate school. End quote. There we go. No, 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 no. This is just no. No, 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 no. This is not going to happen. I will not let it happen. I don't like when people end their sentences with a preposition. Where are you at? That is not a sentence in English. Where are you at? Home. What comes after the at? Something's got to come after the at. I hate that. We are not going to start making plural non-gender pronouns into singular non-gender pronouns. It's stupid. Not going to do it. It's also confusing. So if I sit back and I say, um, uh, they went to the beach, does that mean I'm talking about a group of people or I'm talking about a single person? You don't know. You have no idea. Because it's not clear anymore. The English language is extremely detailed. It's extremely exact. That's why it is one of the harder languages. So let's talk. I just gave you my first reason. I've got a few reasons why this is not going to happen. I, I just gave it to you because I'm not following my script, as you might be able to see uh, here. By the way, I'm talking a lot faster. Um, but here, here's, here's a couple of things. First, um, when we start changing the language, we create confusion. Like I said, they went to the beach. Suddenly, this takes two meanings. Did it mean an individual goes to the beach or did it mean a group go to the beach? This is an effort to muddle language. And English is very exact. And I truly believe their attempt to muddle language is exactly what they are trying to do. Muddle language. Because here's the thing. There is a yes and no, a right or wrong, and two absolutes. They can't have that because they want the 75 different genders in the middle of the two absolutes. Non-binary, trans, blah, blah, blah. I, don't, I can't even keep track with it. Here's the reality. Like English, there is male, female. End of story. There's nothing more. You may think you're a female, but you are still physically a male. That is definite. That is, that is absolute. That is nature. And nature is absolute. Two, 
Once we start normalizing bad or illogical language, we make great writing of the past bad language and therefore irrelevant. And it can be ignored. It can be banned. Homer, Plato, Aristotle, Aquinas, the Bible, Shakespeare, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, who's my favorite one? Oh my lord, I forgot it. Um, but these people suddenly, the Constitution, right? The Constitution. This suddenly, and a plethora of other words, these suddenly become irrelevant because they believe, and they is plural here, those writers, so there's more than one, they saw they as a genderless plural pronoun, not a singular pronoun. And that leads us to the third and final point. This attack on the English language needs to be seen for what it is. It is an attack on the English language. This is a militant takeover. It is an acceptable it is an acceptable, it is unacceptable that it is accepting, excuse me, I, it is accepting that language is violence and people could be hurt if the wrong language is used. And this will only get worse. It's already happening in Europe and Canada. I mentioned Jedis, Jessica Yaniv uh, in the first story when we were talking about Justin Trudeau. This is what's happening. They now have. A, in Canada, they have a, a, a portion of government that does nothing but analyzes people who are victimized by whatever. This is stupid. Language is not violence. It really isn't. This is... It, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful language, and yeah, some things you may not agree with, and some things may sound hateful, but this is why it's a human right, because you have the right to say that stuff. And it's not violence. I, violence is when I punch you. That's a deliberate act with the meaning, with the intention to hurt you. Hurting your feelings is not violence. I fear will lose. I, I, I do not want to start fearing that I will lose my job because I say he to a man who decides he wants to be a woman. Then I go to court. I sue the company that fired me for illegally firing me. And I lose because Miriam Webster has said that, you know, hey, you should use the wrong pronoun. Look, it's in Miriam Webster. That's how this stuff comes about. I can't emphasize this enough. This is dangerous territory, what we're going through right now. These kinds of changes lead to tyranny. We let these people control our morality. We let these people control our um, words. We let these people um, control our culture, control who can do what. This is where tyranny comes into play. Conservatives have a really hard time with this this culture war thing. We have a real hard time with it because we just don't want to fight it. I mean, it's really that simple. Okay, no problem. Just make sure that, you know, I can be with my family. I can deal with my... I can be my Catholic. I can be my... I'd be a Jew. I could do my Jew and Catholic things. 
Um, I can raise my kids. I can educate my kids. I and I can pursue happiness, like I have, like it says in the Constitution. Here's the problem: they don't want you to do that. They don't want you to have the freedom for any of that. They don't want you to raise their family. They want you to raise your family the way they want the family raised. This is what the schools are doing. They're indoctrinating people. They don't want religion. They hate religion. They hate all sense of morality. They want you to follow their morality, where climate change is the new religion, where homosexuality is okay, and we can allow um, we can allow kids to dance in gay strip clubs and get paid for it, and it's no big deal. They want us to follow their morality, eliminate religion, and they don't want you speaking. They want you to say the right things all the time, and you will be punished. This has happened already in places like, let's see now, China, Russia, Cuba, North Korea, now Venezuela, Canada, Europe. It's already happening. I owe, I've never been a culture war guy, but I got news for you. We've got to have a culture war. It, we're in a culture war. This is our modern civil war. And we need to fight. We need to fight back. We need to push back. We need to tell these people, no. Ben Shapiro, um, Peterson, uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, Daily Wire, which I subscribe to and you should too. These people are pushing. Um, Daily Caller is another one. They're pushing back. And we need to push back. And we need to point that this is wrong. We need to point to Justin Trudeau and say, you know what, you're an idiot. Get him out. He's a he is a hypocrite. Get him out. He can't be trusted. We need to wave at Sean Spicer, support Sean Spicer for dancing with the dancing with the stars, even though he's going to lose his butt in the tournament. And we need to ridicule people that make fun and throw absolute hissy fits. We need to stop changing the way we speak and stop allowing people to make these stupid changes. I'm not talking cancel culture. I don't believe in that. But I'm saying, you know what? You want to give they another meeting? I got news for you. They doesn't have another meeting. It's the, it's the first two meetings that you guys actually set up, and those were absolutely correct. Okay, well, we've just passed the Dave rule. We're at 33, 35 minutes, and i got to cut it down now, but I got through it. You can uh, follow me on Twitter, at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Uh, you can download or listen to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, um, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Uh, you can co- go and review the uh, show notes at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. In there, I actually have several videos, uh, full-length videos. For example, you want to see Sean Spicer dance? Um, you can go watch Sean, Spice, uh, Sean Spicer dance. You want to read that 15,000 uh, paragraph article by Vox News about Sean Spicer and why he is evil, terrible human being, go right ahead. That's there too. I also have every other article that I've used. Have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.